From WIS Politics in Madison, you're listening to Capital Chats. Hello, everybody. This is Kate Morton, a reporter with WISPolitics.com, here with a Capital Chats episode brought to you by Spectrum. So this week, my colleague Adam Kellenhofer has an interview with Fond du Lac County DA Eric Tony. So Adam, what did you guys talk about? Hi, Kate. Yeah, I got a chance to catch up with DA Eric Tony, the former attorney general candidate, a Republican. Uh, we talked a lot about budget priorities. As you know, it is budget season. So um, what DAs are asking for primarily is uh, wage increases for a lot of prosecutors. There has been a shortage of prosecutors in Wisconsin and public defenders. So those two positions are essential to our criminal justice system. And let's just hear what Eric Tony has to say. Hello, and thank you for joining me on today's Capital Chats episode. Eric Tony, you are the Fond du Lac County District Attorney, also former Attorney General candidate and the president of the Wisconsin District Attorney Association. So welcome to the show, Eric. Well, absolutely. Thank you for having me. And I know we're going to hit some important topics, so I really appreciate the attention to prosecutors. Yeah, of course. Uh, prosecutors have been a, a pretty big issue in the news lately. There's uh, a lot of people have been calling uh, it a prosecutor shortage. And there have been, I think it's about uh, 24 or 25 DAs have left their posts since uh, Evers took office in 2018, uh, which is, is quite a few DAs. And uh, there a lot of that issue seems to be surrounding DA pay. So um, it's budget season right now. What's the, the biggest ask for DAs right now? Well, one of the things we, we looked at, there was a stretch from 2012 to 2022, so 10 years, where we saw a 59% turnover rate of prosecutors across Wisconsin that has now left us with about 65% of our prosecutors as of the fall of last year with less than 10 years of experience. And as you noted, we've also lost just um, about 24 DAs that have resigned during office. It doesn't include the turnover that we would have seen in the 2020 election as well. And so we've hit a crisis point with a prosecutor shortage of the inability to recruit new prosecutors because of the low pay as well as the inability to retain our current prosecutors that are going to find positions, uh, other government positions, sometimes private practice, that's assistant DAs, as well as DAs that have been losing, uh, leaving that has decimated our ranks in some areas. And I think this really uh, was magnified in the public with national attention in Dodge County when their office had no prosecutors for a period of time. And the Sheboygan DA's office has been at about 30-40% staffing. We've had other offices in uh, the recent year or so that have had to have another DA step in to take over for a period of time if the DA was out. And then we even have some of our smaller or more rural offices that are short on prosecutors and sometimes being short one prosecutor in those areas is 50% reduction in staffing, which can be a significant impact on public safety in our communities. So I've been making the rounds in Madison and sometimes in district on the weekends, meeting with a number of our legislators, including the joint finance uh, members to address this critical issue. So what have the joint finance committee members been saying about uh, bumps in, in pay for ADAs or any other uh, you know, funding for DAs? 
So one of the things I always like to point out, you know, when Governor Walker came into office, we ended up with a very good partnership with the governor's office, as well as the legislature in finding pay progression for prosecutors, because that had been missing under uh, former Governor Doyle and has helped contribute to the crisis that we're in right now, where some of our prosecutors went nearly 10 years without a raise and they stuck it out for quite a while and it hit that crisis point where they could make far more money doing other things and so we've seen pay progression to varying degrees including under governor Evers and evers excuse me in some of these past budgets and so we've had a good partnership and now what we're doing is in part asking for some things that we've never asked for and there's about five things that um are being asked for, which I think all of them were included to varying degrees within the governor's budget, some of which we did not ask for. And number one is increasing our prosecutor starting pay to $35 an hour, where it currently stands at $27.24 an hour. So that would be a $7.76 increase. And that number comes from a DPM market study that looked at three neighboring states starting pay for prosecutors, as well as here in Wisconsin, the starting pay for assistant corporation councils, and that averaged out to a little over $35 an hour, which is how we got to that number to make sure that we can compete with even government agencies here in Wisconsin. We know we're not going to compete with some of those major law firms in our state that can offer far more than that. That's not what we're looking to do, but we're looking to be competitive with our court counsel's offices and city attorney offices to make sure we can recruit and retain great prosecutors. And so in addition to that, we're also looking to increase the current pay of our current prosecutors by that same $7.76 an hour to make sure that we can retain them. Uh, just as I was walking into a joint finance meeting last week, I learned one of my attorneys uh, who's doing a fantastic job for us, will be leaving to become an assistant corporation counsel somewhere, making more money, working four days a week with less stress. And right now we just can't compete with that pay. And one of the things that when we talk about pay progression for prosecutors, it's, it's a little different, I think, than uh, maybe some other government uh, agencies and, and industries. And uh, we have a 17-step pay plan. And there's three things that essentially have to happen for a prosecutor to qualify. Number one, it has to be funded by the legislature. If, if the money isn't there in the budget that's ultimately signed by the governor, then pay progression doesn't happen. They also have to be there for a year. And perhaps uh, the more important piece to it other than funding is it's merit-based. So as DAs, we do yearly evaluations with our prosecutors to make sure that they're doing the things that they're supposed to be doing and that they qualify ultimately for that merit pay. So we have a process in place that we do to make sure people are, are doing good work. And if they are, that they then qualify for that merit-based pay progression. So that's a 17-step uh, program. And so what we're also looking to do is increase the top end of that assistant DA pay by that same $7.76 an hour to ensure that there isn't a compression of that 17-step pay plan where we might then have a difficulty in the future holding on to some of our prosecutors. And the other piece we're asking for is the funding of that merit-based pay in each year of the budget. There's been some talk of maybe only doing it in the second year of the budget, which I understand uh, to some degree the logic on that. However, what we would see is our new prosecutors that would come in they would not be eligible then that first year for any pay progression. And so they would be hit hardest by that, the people that we're looking to recruit and retain. And so we are asking for that in both years of the budget, which I believe is necessary to make sure that we can recruit these young prosecutors. And then the governor also put in an increase for district attorneys as well. 
in pay and we've seen um, DAs leaving to become ADAs because they actually in, in some respects will make uh, far more money being an assistant district attorney many leave to become judges we just lost one I think to another public sector position and making I think an equivalent amount of money with less stress so that's our number one priority with the legislature we would love to see additional positions but not at the expense of addressing pay especially that of our assistant DAs to make sure that we can recruit and retain them we wouldn't want to see 80% of the pay and 20% on positions. We would like to see it addressed at the pay side. And if there's a willingness to do more, we'd be happy to see more positions. Uh, the proposal that I've submitted to the legislature, if they're willing to do more positions, would be a staggered implementation of those positions, somewhat structured around law school graduation dates, which would allow us to staff up with our vacancies now and then responsibly add new positions targeted around some of those law school graduation dates. And then there are some other important things we're looking at, but the pay is the biggest thing we're looking at. And if there's a ability to do more with positions, we'd certainly love to have that discussion. All right, got it. Thank you very much for explaining all that to our listeners. I think a lot of people don't really quite understand the, the pay progression steps that you're talking about and, and stuff like that. Um, I'm curious, though, is this the the prosecutor shortage that we're seeing in Wisconsin? Is that occurring in any other states in the U.S.? I haven't looked across the country to see what we're seeing in other states. And so I, I really can't answer that question. Um, if other states are seeing that same thing, if they are, you know, it, it would be a concern. I know looking at some of the neighboring states, they're starting pay for prosecutors. Well, I think the three that were looked at were all over $35 an hour from the data that was presented to me and were far below that number. And, you know, as I've traveled across the states and I talk about what that starting pay is, uh, I have not from anybody in Wisconsin that feels that that's an adequate salary for assistant district attorneys right now. And we had never asked for that increase, though. It's not as if the legislature or the governor hadn't been doing something. It simply wasn't something that we had asked for. And public defenders are in a similar boat where with our justice coalition, we're also asking for that similar increase for our public defenders, because as prosecutors, we want to see good attorneys on the other side representing defendants, protecting their constitutional rights, making sure that the process is followed, that we don't create appeal issues and have to come back and do these cases again, re-victimizing uh, victims and putting our community through that. So we want to see good public defenders on the other end as well. So we want to see uh, that same effort for our public defender friends. Got it. So if we, if if prosecutors don't end up seeing some of these pay bumps and, and other issues they're asking for in the budget, what do you think is going to happen with the criminal justice system in Wisconsin? Well, it, it's what we're already seeing, and this is going to become even more magnified, where we have offices that law enforcement can do an amazing job investigating, arresting, referring cases to a DA's office, but those cases won't get in the system if we don't have the prosecutors to review those cases, to charge the case, to perhaps ask for follow-up, or say, you know, this, this case doesn't meet being able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt we're not going to issue charges, because that's what an experienced prosecutor can also do make sure that we're properly reviewing cases, asking for that follow-up, communicating with victims, and then shepherding those cases through the court system once they make it in. And so that will slow down the entire justice process. And sometimes what we see, I mean, we see story after story where somebody may be out on bond committing new crimes. We also would have circumstances where maybe it's not an arrest, but law enforcement refers charges without an arrest, asking a prosecutor to issue criminal charges. Well, in the interim, somebody could continue to commit new crimes. 
And one of the things we know is the sooner we can get cases filed and intervene, I think the greater impact we have on potentially reducing future crime from that person and protecting our community as well. And so the other issue is we have very young prosecutors handling incredibly serious cases, circumstances where you'd want to see a veteran prosecutor handling those cases for the community, for victims, for law enforcement, even for a defendant. And so it's put prosecutors in very difficult positions and they do incredible work across Wisconsin with limited time, limited resources, literally making uh, what I consider to be life and death decisions, whether it's are they going to issue the charges, what's their bond recommendation going to be, what type of sentencing recommendation, all of those things where we need to have great prosecutors and we need to have the positions filled or we will continue to see public safety issues created out of out of this shortage. All right, got it. Um, so the Department of Justice in its budget request is requesting uh, about 16 positions more per fiscal year for state crime labs. Those would be like toxicology positions, DNA testing, firearm testing, things like that. How important are those positions to district attorneys across the state? Well, we what we've seen across the state, I think, and probably not just in Wisconsin, but across the country, a lot of our cases are involving controlled substances, uh, blood samples, you know, firearms. We've seen uh, surges in areas on, on that type of crime where we want to make sure the lab has the analysts that they need to process the evidence uh, that prosecutors need to prove their cases, including uh, what law enforcement is looking for. And we've seen, you know, there are some limitations on what prosecutors can send as far as total number of items in certain cases, and then more can be sent in uh, down the line. And we certainly know, uh, as, as we talked about during periods of last year, that um, the last crime lab report that we saw, the, the reality was that they were testing thousands of less items and there was some longer time frames in some of that testing. And so uh, certainly if you know the attorney general's office believes that additional analysts would be helpful, and that's something that, you know, as prosecutors, we want to make sure the crime lab is staffed up so that we can get that testing in a timely manner so that we can keep our community safe. All right. Got it. So I think one last question here that everyone, at least in the criminal justice system, wants to know, do you have any plans to run for attorney general in the future? You know, I, I um, am focused right now on, number one, our budget for prosecutors and public safety here in Wisconsin. I'm also focused on my office here in Fond du Lac and making sure that our community is safe and that we're working together. But this budget has been a huge priority for me. I have been very encouraged by the meetings that we've had with joint finance members, and I believe they understand the issue. I believe there's a willingness to do something substantive, but there haven't been specific commitments, which I wouldn't necessarily expect at this stage, given it's only been a few weeks since the governor's budget has been out, and I think the process is starting to heat up on how the legislature is going to look at what this budget will look like. And I've had an opportunity, I think, to uh, meet with nearly every member of joint finance once and sometimes twice. And so I'm encouraged by those conversations. I'm appreciative of them taking time out of their busy schedules to meet with me, talk with me, and that they're taking this issue seriously. And, you know, we're, we're a number of years away from that. And I've been very um, uh, humbled, uh, flattered, uh, and the number of people that have asked and encouraged that. But you know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge if needed down the line. All right. Got it. Well, thank you very much for joining me on today's Capital Chats podcast. It was a pleasure to have you on.
Absolutely. Thank you for having me and letting us talk about this issue and greatly appreciate the opportunity. Thanks. Well, Adam, thanks for sharing that interview. And if our subscribers want to hear any more about that issue, they can head to the budget blog at wispolitics.com. That's right, Kate. But for now, I'm Adam Kelnhofer. I'm Kate Morton. Thanks for tuning in to Wispolitics Capital Chats, brought to you by Spectrum. <laughs>